Welcome to another episode of Analysis Paralysis. I am your host, Stratagos, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the board game Netrunner and why, in my opinion, it is the greatest board game of all time. Now, Netrunner is actually a card game, and it's actually an LCG. So it's not a game that has a board, per se, and pieces you put down on a board. Um, it is a living card game, which means that you buy the base game, which comes with the base cards, and you buy deluxe expansions and card packs, which are all the same. There's no randomness to the packs. And you combine them and build decks uh, in order to have a usable deck to play the game. Um, it is not a deck builder. Uh, deck builders have come to mean a board game that you build a deck of cards while playing the game. You do not build a deck of cards while playing the game. You pre-build your deck uh, between games, and then you use that deck when playing against another player. Now, Netrunner is an asynchronous game where you have two different types of players. There's the corporation who's trying to advance agendas, and there's the runner who is trying to steal those agendas. And there's a few other ways that you can win or lose the game, but that's the basic gist. So as the runner, the hacker, you're going to be building a rig, installing icebreakers, and making runs in order to infiltrate the corporation's stacks of cards and try to find and steal those agendas. As the corporation, you're going to be putting down ICE, protective security software, to protect your headquarters, your R&D, and your servers, and you're going to be trying to install those agendas and get them completed so that you can score them. And the way that you actually win is either uh, scoring those agendas by um, putting down the time money to complete them as a corporation, or finding and stealing them, and that's how you score them as the runner. So that, that's the core of the game. And what's interesting about this is while the base game is pretty complicated to learn, it has a pretty steep learning curve, and even after you've been playing it for a while, you still not, might not be playing it quite right because there there's a little bit of finesse to it. Um, as you play the game, the make-it-or-break-it aspect to it is definitely that the game is designed to be broken. Uh, whenever the cards contradict the rules, you do what the cards say. And the downside is that there will be a lot of arguments of oh, I'm doing this because the card says do this, and someone will say, wait, I don't think that's what it means. Uh, I think it means something else. And you get into an argument, and then you're pulling out your phone, and you're Googling what this card does, and reading the forums to try and figure it out. That's a potential downside. The upside is, if you're a person who enjoys lore, enjoys learning mechanics, enjoys um, changing things up, um, altering strategies, uh, making elaborate traps, and outthinking, circumventing, and, you know, going around your opponent. This is the game for you. It is endlessly, endlessly customizable. The lore is incredibly deep. 
Um, and there's just so many different factions with their own agendas, not to be confused with the agendas you steal, but their own uh, thought processes and ways of thinking, that this game pretty much has infinite replayability uh, when combined with the fact that there's so many different ways you can build a deck and so many ways you can play. And some of what I'm getting out of is that uh, when you play as a corporation, you can play as the Wayland Consortium, who's all about stockpiling money. You can play as Haas Bioroid, who's all about building artificial humans and uh, sophisticated security. You can play as Jinteki, who's all about killing the runner and being incredibly aggressive. When you're playing uh, as NBN, uh, you are basically a corporate uh, media conglomerate that either can uh, tax you to death or uh, smear your name with uh, a campaign of bad publicity. And all of those are very different ways to play. As the runner, you can be a criminal out to steal all the money. You can be a anarchist out to just destroy everything. You can be um, a shaper who's all about the artistry and the hobbyist aspect to uh, hacking in it for uh, the beauty of hacking. And then there's other decks where you can be a sentient AI who's loose on the net, or you can be um, an android who's out there, you know, trying to uh, become free. And all of these are very different ways of playing the game. And all of these just have an enormous potential for mixing and matching um, different strategies and synergies to play the game the way that you like. And you add on top of that that it has this beautiful cyberpunk artwork and just this wonderful story that um, in each game you can kind of uh, play true to your character or get into character. But there's also a separate... A campaign that you can play through with a story that you play through by playing different rounds of the game and it's on purpose not balanced but it is a whole lot of fun especially if you like the story and the the artwork on this game is so good I actually bought an art book that was um, the worlds of Android and I the story is so good that you know I want to read books that are just the story of the world of Android um, I also own the board game Android, set in the same universe, just because I really enjoy the lore, and I really, really enjoy the characters, and I enjoy this, uh, this world that has been created uh, for Fantasy Flight. And Netrunner is the game that's the most rich in all of this, the most rich gameplay, the most rich lore, um, the most rich in theme. So this game was played in tournaments like a CCG or LCG. I never played in any tournaments. Um, I never showed up at the game store to play regularly against strangers because I'm a shy guy. Um, I mostly just played against my wife. But even so, I have to admit that in terms of just a two-player game where you play against one other person and you know you come up with a strategy and you build a deck and you try out different strategies, this is the king. Uh, this game has more depth than I've ever seen in any game in my life. It's just endless. And it's one of the most fun games I've ever played. Um, just because of the sheer amount of surprises you can have and the great moments that you can have where you turn the tables on someone with an unexpected strategy that they didn't see coming. So all of that um, is just wonderful. 
Uh, the devotion that some people have to this game runs so deep that people continued making cards for it even after Fantasy Flight lost the license. And uh, if you search for them, you can find them on the internet, and you can order sets of cards um, that are new expansions that fans made. And fans are continuing to play in their own tournaments uh, with the new cards that they created, even though Fantasy Flight um, no longer has the license and so is no longer being made. That's the level of devotion uh, that people have to this game. So, Netrunner is my number one pick uh, for greatest game ever made. Uh, since the game came out, uh, the price has just gone through the ceiling. It started out about 30 to $50 for the base game, and some of the expansions were about 20 to $30. Since then, some of the expansions are now hundreds of dollars, and the base game sometimes can be sold for over 100 uh, This is just because, even though this game is old, even though this game is no longer current, um, in terms of, you know, the corporate license and Fantasy Flight still putting out content in tournaments because they're not. They lost the license. They're not doing it anymore. Um, just the sheer replayability and the sheer quality of the game is such that people are still wanting to play this game uh, just at home, just for themselves and their friends. And in the aftermarket, this game is starting to gain legendary status as just one of the greatest games that you can possibly play. And it was interesting. I made a post or did a response several times about this game where someone said, what's the, the greatest game you've ever played? Or what's your favorite game? Or what's the most in-depth game? Or what's your favorite card game? Or your favorite two-player game? And I noticed that there were only two types of responses, really. There were either people who were like, what's that? Or, wait, isn't that old? And there were people who said, oh my goodness, yes, I've played this game. It's the greatest game I've ever played. I did not seem to find anyone who said, I played this game, I didn't like it. Or, I played this game, and why would you still want to play it? It was, if they'd played this game, they respected this game. Maybe they'd moved on. Maybe they were on to new things. Maybe they were still playing it. But anybody who played it had an extreme amount of respect for it. And when I made claims that this is the greatest game I've ever played, or this is the greatest game ever made, I didn't get people saying uh, any mocking words of, oh, yeah, right, or no, no, nah, no way, or, oh, this game's much better. I mostly just got people agreeing with me and saying, yes, I agree, or yes, I can see that, or yeah, I, I respect that opinion, because the sheer quality of the game is so obvious to anyone who's played a lot of games, or someone who appreciates a very in-depth game. I still think that the biggest uh, roadblock to this game is the sheer depth of trying to learn it, um, the frustration of not being able to find someone to play with regularly unless you're into a tournament scene or, you know, have a big group of friends who are into it. If it's just you by yourself trying to find someone to play against, that can be frustrating. And trying to figure out every single card and what they do can be a rabbit hole. But if you love a game with a lot of depth and you just love coming up with new strategies and, you know, new combinations of cards and learning more of the lore and just you don't want a game that you're never going to get tired of and you're never going to stop adding to it and trying different things, this is your game. Um, I think the other big negative was always that you could spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on card packs uh, to try and complete one cycle, one set, uh, you know, one one pack maybe comes with, you know, pawn and 
bishop and another pack comes with queen and king and oh my goodness you need all of of the you know the chess pieces in order to have a complete set uh and use them to synergize together there were so many things like that in this game where you have a few pieces uh, of, of a strategy with a few cards from a, a cycle or a pack and it's not that good and when you have the complete one you can use it as a as a full strategy so de definitely you could go down the rabbit hole and just be chasing after you know good cards that work well together but even if um, you didn't mind just buying whatever cards you could get for cheap and just mixing and matching them and just trying out, you know, weird things just for the fun of it and not taking it too seriously. There was just an enormous amount of fun to be had um, in that alone. Um, if you were a person who was all about the meta and, you know, wanted to play the most effective tactics available and just wanted to win, well, certainly you could burn out on it and say, you know, I'm tired of buying these expensive cards in order to have the best cards. But if you were someone just playing for fun and you don't care about cards that are allowed or not allowed in the tournaments and you say, you know what, I, I just want to play for fun, you could have your good deck, your weird deck, your tournament deck, and just mix it and match it up for fun. And ultimately, at the end of the day, a board game should be fun or a card game should be fun. And I think that a game which allows you to change it to make it as much fun as it can be for you personally is always going to be the best game. The game with the best theme, the best mechanics, the most depth, and the most ability to make the game what you want it to be so you can enjoy it the most is always going to be the best game. And for me right now, that game is Netrunner. There may be a game someday that has more flexibility, is easier to learn, costs less money, has more strategies and more lore and is more user-friendly and more fun, but uh, I don't know of it. My recommendation, best game of all time, Netrunner.